Yeah, baby. It's the Email Extra Show. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, this is where we answer a question specifically for our patrons, and it usually comes from the, the patron uh, request for questions. So you probably just wrote this a couple days ago. How's that? That's pretty good service, I think, right? You write a question? Good turnaround time. Yeah, within like yeah. almost 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, so the question we are answering today is from Matt Anglum. He says, I know this will sound like an interview question, but what was your greatest woodworking project blunder, and how did you recover from your mistake? Now, we uh, don't know that we have really great answers for this because ultimately with, with as many projects as the so three of us... So just stop listening now. So the, the, end. the end. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> uh, I think with the amount of projects that we have made, I mean, not that we're like insanely prolific, but by the time you you know make 20 or 30 different things, you start to forget about the little blunders. You also start to realize that blunders are never really that bad. Like I'd say 99% mm. of things are repairable to some extent. Uh, and there's only a few that aren't. And then when that happens, you go, well, okay, I guess I'll pull an, another board or two and, and redo that project part. So I guess this, this, let's start with the extreme case. Does anyone have a situation where you had an unrecoverable blunder that was like super inconvenient, maybe really expensive material that you had to then go buy more of, or it just, you know, granted it may have been one part but everything that referenced off of that part was then cut wrong, so it was just a ton of material wasted. Like, does anything like that extreme stand out in your minds? My biggest one, which turned had me like turn around and have to go back to the lumberyard and buy more stuff, was um, not not laying out like at the rough stage of the project. Like as I'm breaking down stock, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't kind of think it through, so I ended up with that like. 17 inch long offcut off the end of the board and suddenly and i ended up with like six of them because <laughs> i cut a bunch of boards and ended up with six of those and i didn't group things together and then i got down to like coming up with the rails and styles on the doors of this cabinet and i didn't have anything i had no stock because i hadn't stacked my parts together properly and okay. ended up with basically useless 17 inch long cuts so i had like an extra board foot for every board that was completely useless. I couldn't do anything with it. And I ended up having to go back and buy two more boards in order to get the stuff from our rails and styles. And I'd done all this effort to get the perfect grain and color match. And it all just went out the window because I had to go buy new stock. Okay. Matt, do you think the fact that you, most of the stuff you're making, I'm assuming you've got a lot more material. (laughs) So like if you do make a Uh, mistake, you just go, eh, let me go back in the pile and pick another board. I mean, like, it depends on the project. Like, when I did the secretary desk, I only had those. Well, I had more of those boards, but I didn't want They're, like, super wide and super big, so I didn't want to screw anything up. And, like, as I started getting into that level of stuff, like, one-of-a-kind workpieces, um, grain matching, grain flow, like, sequential drawer fronts, that's when I started to really pay attention, and that's where my risk mitigation session from uh, WIA kind of stemmed from mm-hmm. was this whole, like, I have these these pieces or this process I have to go through and so how do I approach processes in the least risky way possible so that my outcome is always that I didn't screw up. Um, so that's kind of like how my things have evolved over the years. So I don't make a whole lot of mistakes that are irrecoverable now because I actually spend a lot of time thinking through the process as I go or beforehand before I start. Um, but for a, an example of a project blunder, um, it kind of goes back to the show where Shannon was talking about uh, hinges. Um, I built a, um, a bookcase with doors on it for my sister, 
Um, and that was the last time that I used crap hinges because I got them. I got I had the the gap around the doors all perfect and even, and there was two doors and the top top and bottom edges lined up perfectly. It was nice. I had it done, and then like a week later, the right door sagged on the hinges, so the, the gap and around the top was bigger than it was on the bottom, and it didn't match anymore. So at that point, I'm like. Nope, no more. No more of these cheap hinges. We're done. <laughs> right. No more. I spent too much time getting this 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 gap here perfect all the way around, and now it's now it's screwed up. I guess I could have replaced them with better hinges, and it should have been fine, but I never did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Gotta love that project that just sits there, ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Look at yourself, you terrible, <laughs> ugly project. Uh, you know, for me, I, I, most of the stuff that I do these days is recoverable. I had a, uh, not a misplaced mortise on the current project I'm doing, but one that I made this little template and there are three mortise sizes for three mortises that I had to, to make. So I made the template so that it's the you know, set for the widest and I'm using a, uh, a guide bushing for it. And then I just have little inserts that I made to drop in for the other two mortises that just kind of serve as a stop and you just pop mm-hmm. them out, pop them in as needed. So uh, great in theory, but when I was cutting those mortises, it was a very busy day. I had other things going on. Somebody came over to buy some of the equipment that I'm selling, and I'm just my mind was all over the place. So when I went back in, I did the cut with the wrong insert in, and I overcut the mortise a little bit. So then I had to go through the exercise of repairing that mortise, and it's, it's almost invisible. Uh, the repair, just the grain matches really good, and it turned out great. So even something as severe as a giant hole in a, a conspicuous <laughs> space, you know, if you know the tricks to fix it, is actually not that big of a deal. Like, you can recover right. from that. And it would have been too far. I mean, I could have just replaced the whole leg if I wanted to, but I didn't want to. I wanted to work with what I had already invested that time in. Uh, and you know what? Mistakes are great for video. So I was able to, to show the recovery. Um, beyond that, you know, those little recoverable errors, the only one that comes to mind and I don't think I've ever talked about this or ever even told anyone. There's probably only one person who knows, and that's my buddy uh, Scott who came over to help me with this. When I was doing the rocker, there was something, and I, I, I forgive me for not remembering the details, but I, I screwed something up with the headrest and the joint of the headrest to the legs. I either carved in too much or I, something where I thinned it out more than it was supposed to be thinned. So thankfully... The, the bailout on this because mine mine kind of came out okay but I'm, I'm still not completely happy with my headrest transition in the top there it's a result of having taken a little too much material away and probably because I didn't position the headrest in the exact uh, location it needed to be so thankfully Scott was building his rocker at the same time I was and was just a little bit behind where I was so he brought his rocker over and we used his rocker as the demonstration for the like the sort of core way to do it and sort of presented mine as something of an alternative option where in reality mine was <laughs> nice. just a mistake mine was a total screw up and his uh, chair actually bailed me out because I needed to I needed to present it as the plans you know dictated right so if I just said oh I just decided to do something wacky with my headrest like <laughs> that wouldn't fly so yeah so that was an unrecoverable error because with that chair you know, like a lot of chair projects, when you're that far down the line, you just, you can't just replace the legs, right? There's too many <laughs> things at that stage going on with those legs to be like, nah, just make another one. doesn't work that way. So good luck. <laughs> right. I mean, that would have been a damn nightmare. Uh, so thankfully I was able to recover from that, but 
other than that, you know, it just everything falls under the, the category of things that are easily fixable or you just yeah. suck it up and get another board. I think that's really rare when you have to remake a part. And it's interesting because I, I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing this and this and this and this happened. So I'm going to have to remake that part. And like there's this visceral reaction that I feel like, whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah. Why are you remaking a part? Like I've done the same thing as you, Mark, where I put mortises in the wrong spot. And you plug them and move on, you yeah. know, I mean, in mortises in like a really wrong spot, like on the outside of a table in a visible area, yeah. you know, not hidden under the table leaf or anything like that. And in a really bad spot. And, you know, you find ways to plug it. You find ways to, to move on. Starting over, first of all, is a huge waste of stock. But I'm just too lazy for that, man. <laughs> well, and also think, think about the error aspects of it. A lot of times you've already gone through the batching out of that particular part. Maybe it's like, you know, one part of a frame. Now you've got to get it exactly the same as, as the other ones. It's not just, can you make another part? You have to make it so it conforms to these other pieces and fits right in. It has to be the same thickness, has to be the same length, the same width. That's a lot of variables and actually really a lot of opportunities to make another mistake and not get it correct. You know, so that's that's like the nuclear option, the 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 one that you you know the absolute last resort uh, is to just replace the piece. Right. All right. Well, I think that's all we there have to go. say about that. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed that, and if you do, let us know. It's always good to get feedback on Patreon. So if you guys get these uh, files and want to leave us some comments, these aren't on the website, so you can't leave us feedback there, right? So just head to Patreon and go to this post and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what your biggest blunder was because i'm sure there's some doozies out there so thank you for listening everybody and i guess we will see you next week goodbye people you rock you're all awesome all of you Mm.